Mwanji, everyone, welcome to Umoyo Talks, the podcast where we talk to interesting people about issues relating to health. And of course, we are broadcasting from Zambia, Lusaka. And today I'm so excited because I have Chelsea Saran here in the studio with me today from Nutribunny Lifestyle. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you, Kim. So great to be here. I love your story, Chelsea, because you've had to overcome a lot of health challenges yourself and, and by overcoming them you've had to do your own research and about health and nutrition and you've changed sure. entirely what you eat and that then led to your company that you started Nutribunny Lifestyle where you're now helping other people uh, by providing healthy meals and foods mm -hmm. and what I find so extraordinary also is that you know, in just, I think it's like two years, a very short period of time, you've grown into being the largest supplier of ready-made meals in Zambia. So, well done. It's a tremendous wow. journey. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Thanks so much. And I thought maybe we could start with where this all started, which was, of course, your own health challenges and some of the things that you've been through. Because, of course, you're not the only one who suffered from health challenges. A lot of people out there are going through similar issues. And it would just be nice to maybe hear your journey and gain some inspiration from that. For so sure. where did it all start with you? Oh my goodness, what a long story it is. Um, well, honestly, Kim, I thought my journey started when I was 15 until I actually had, was going through my childhood diary that I kept as a child. And I think I started this diary when I was about six. I, I got it for a Christmas present. And one of the pages, now I was about nine, um, it was, was 2004, one of the pages really struck me and surprised me. It said, I am starting a diet today. I want to lose weight. I'm not going to go above the weight I am. So it goes to show I was weighing myself at nine. Um, it says I'm going to lose three to four kilos and I look fat and I want to be skinny and um, I want to look like all the girls in my class. And that was just really striking to see. And then throughout the diary, it obviously talks about other things, but throughout the diary, some pages I saw about skipping and hula hooping as forms of exercise and saying that I ate well or I didn't eat so well today. So that diary was... It started when I was nine. So, yeah. And were you overweight as a kid, or were these just your perception of yourself wasn't quite? I, I, you know, I had baby fat. I wasn't overweight, but of course, I had a bit of. I wasn't. I wasn't underweight. I did have a bit of baby fat on me. So I started to compare myself against the other girls that were underweight, I guess. And then that's what made me. That's when it all began. And then from there. When my earliest recollection of it was when I was 15, is when it just went a bit more serious. And I started to, um, I started to really focus on food deprivation and food was my worst enemy. But I was obsessed with it at the same time. I was very in control of what I would put in me. There were days where I would go two days without eating and there's a lot of hiding going on and a lot of secrets going on because, you know, I didn't want my, it to be obvious to, to my family. So there was even things where I'd put 
a bit of food on a plate and smash it around the plate and throw it in the bin, put the plate by the sink just to show them I've eaten, you know, just to, just to try and hide that from them. And so I had lost a lot of weight. And that was during the time of I was about to write my IGCSEs. So that was also a very stressful time for me. And from there, that's when you know, people began to notice because I, my BMI was about 13 at the time. Wow. Yeah, okay, it was low. extremely low. I was almost just skin and bone. So for people who, who might not know, a normal BMI would be anywhere between 20 and 25. Exactly. Exactly, and critical would be 11, you know, so that's when you literally need to go in the hospital and get some drips on you. So I was very close to critical, and um, there was a lot of worry and all going on, and I thought nothing of it. I was actually really defensive of it, you know. I got really upset about, you know, people onto me about my weight, because this is what I'm doing, this is what I've achieved, you know, in life. And I think it was also the stress coming from finishing my IGCSE, finishing school, making sure that I get good grades so that, you know, I thought that this was the, 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 end, the epitome of my life where I would literally, this is what counts in life, is finishing your school and getting A stars so that you can move on to, to bigger and greater things. So um, in the midst of all of that, right before I, start, I started writing my exams, uh, every afternoon I would do exercise and one day I was swimming obviously uh, you know you, you I was obsessed about with my eating and I was obsessed about my exercise I mean even if I had a chewing gum that's about how many calories is it four calories is it sugar free what is it and I would have to work that out so I was in the swimming pool doing my laps and then I had a sudden urge of pains. So it was a really striking pain in my stomach. And, um, and so we went to the doctor and they did a colonoscopy, went up there and had a look at all the intestines and all that, see what's going on. And it turns out I had, was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And at the time, I was told by doctors it's an autoimmune disease. I was like, what's an autoimmune disease? I've never heard that term before. Um, they couldn't explain much to me at the time. They were just saying that you have it for life. You're going to either, you're going to have to take medication for life or you're going to have to remove your colon if you don't want to take medication. And as a 16 year old, you get extremely frightened by all of that. Yeah. and. Um, so, I was given steroids as a medication. So maybe just explain for mm -hmm. some people who don't know what ulcerative oh, right. colitis yes. is. So ulcerative colitis is when your body attacks your colon. So my body was attacking my colon, which then in turn made it inflamed, and then it made me pass blood from my stool, it made me um, lose so much weight, it, it my skin was dry, everything was just chaos. Um, so at the time, I didn't, I didn't know what it was all about, and I didn't really want to take much interest in it. I think I was really in denial. And then from there, I became vegetarian, because I was told that maybe, you know, being vegetarian would help subside the symptoms. I was given steroids to, be, to subside the symptoms. And 
one of the side effects of steroids, unfortunately, is, well, there's two things that I went through, it was water retention. Now, being anorexic and being water retentive is the worst possible thing at the time. So you can just imagine how, how much I hated myself and my body and how it looked at the time. And then another thing was suicidal tendencies. So I became, I became suicidal. I attempted suicide. I, I just did not want to live anymore. And I had these bursts where I would just feel like ending my life. And I just went crazy. And everyone was thinking, what could it be? Until we realized the steroids had actually had that effect on me. And so we stopped the steroids. But luckily, as, as the time went where we found out that the steroids weren't doing well, my symptoms had subsided. So at least we, we got everything back to normal when it came to my ulcerative colitis. My anorexia was still there. Um, I still was very in control of myself. And the thing is with ulcerative colitis, you are not able to put on weight because all of the food just goes straight through you. So I guess my anorexic mind was loving it. It really enjoyed the thrill of not seeing yourself. You can eat what you want, but you're not going to put on any weight. Um, and so it was there that I decided I needed to learn more about food. I, needed, I wanted to learn more about its relationship with the body. And also, because of how obsessed I was with food in an unhealthy way, I wanted to learn more about it. And so I decided to study nutrition. And so I did a, a degree in in UK, three-year degree. And whilst I was there, I did, I did go for therapy for my anorexia. And I developed a more healthy relationship with food and also understood why why I am the way I was and what, how to handle myself and how to control it more and, in a, and, and to learn how to love myself more. And so yeah, after that, we, I finished uni and it, was, it, it seems like whenever I finish something, it really overwhelms me. So all this time I had been symptom free I, w I actually thought the, the doctors had misdiagnosed me and I didn't have ulcerative colitis. It was just a hiccup because I was starving myself at the time. So I had no symptoms. I, had, um, I was a vegetarian still. And then when I finished uni, going into the big world, being an adult and trying to find work and, you know, trying to find work in your field was very difficult because I, I had wanted to stay in UK, work there, develop my career from there. And it was very hard to find that. And that stress then came to me again. And my symptoms came up again. And this time they came back with force. So it was a lot worse than when I got diagnosed. This time it was 10 times worse. I was weak and I wasn't weak before. I was really weak. I was bedridden to an extent. At that time in UK, I was, I was in bed most of the time. And then as it developed and it gotten worse, we decided, my, with my family had, and I decided I should come back here. And so it was so bad, my boyfriend had to go to UK, pick me up and travel back with me because I couldn't travel alone. I was just so weak. 
Um, and so when I got back, being a vegetarian for five years, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe I do need to introduce some, some meat into my life. Maybe, maybe I am malnourished and maybe that's going to be the cure for me. So I started to have chicken soup, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, and had some fish and all that and nothing seemed to work. And it just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. I got, I, w I was in bed. I could not get out of bed. I lost all my muscle. I couldn't walk by myself. Even to just walk and you know, with ulcerative colitis, you need to go and use the loo about 20 times a day. So that drained me, trying to go and, and walk up and down there. It got so bad that sometimes people needed to carry me. It got so bad that I was wearing nappies because I didn't have enough energy to walk anymore. I didn't feel human anymore. I lost everything that I knew life was. I was so reliant on my parents to try and help me out that it, it, it really took its toll on me. And, but what I'm grateful for is my mind was there. My mind was not giving up. I refused to be defeated by it. And the thing is, I didn't want to be put on steroids again because of those suicidal um, tendencies that it gave me. I, the doctor then prescribed me an even stronger medication that they give to those who are on, that have had organ transplants. So it really suppressed my immune system. And one of the side effects of that was to lose hair. And I lost 80% of my hair. I was almost bald. Now that just took my confidence away. So yeah, it, it was insane. And then from there, um, so the medication helped to some extent, but at that time, I was, I was very lucky to have positive energy around me and everyone around me was just so positive and feeding me all these positive things. I was reading affirmations on a daily. I was imagining my life being normal again, me being independent again. I was um, taking, my diet at the time was, there was no wheat in it, there was no fatty foods in it because my stomach just could not handle it. It was so raw and it was so sore and inflamed that I could barely eat and what I could tolerate was mainly lentils and very soft, soupy foods. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so, after about two to three months is when I slowly started to, to gain my strength back. But in those two to three months, I had blood transfusions, I had iron infusions, I had lost my hair, I had just literally everything that, that you think can possibly happen, happened to me. And my mind wouldn't give up. I would listen to podcasts, and it's funny being on a podcast right now <laughs> because these are the types of things I'd listen to, you know, these inspiring stories and or a, a, a health pod podcast about, you know, a different type of food and all that. And then, um, so yeah, after two to three months, I finally got my strength back, but my symptoms had not subsided. They subsided a bit, but it was still bad, but at least I was able to walk. I was able to go out and see the world. I had been in that bedroom for about three months and I wasn't able to come out. And so it was so different living 
going out just to, for a ride to the shopping mall, that was huge for me. Uh, at first, I did need some help walking around this shopping mall, you know, trying to catch your breath, regain your muscles and all. And that did take time, but I eventually did manage, but the symptoms were still there. And we tried everything. So, well, you could say everything, everything at that time that we knew of. So the medication didn't work. The, the diet, while I was still very, very hesitant about and very confused as to what would work, because when I did go to the doctors, they had said diet does not affect UC, ulcerative colitis. So I, I was still trying to figure out whether diet did or did not affect me. And then it was about a year in, I had already started getting back into the th thing of life. As I wanted to try and see what I wanted to do with life and work-wise and all that stuff. And then it just so happened that we ca I came across this documentary about gut health and about, about autoimmune disease. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is for me. This is what I'm going through. What is it? And this documentary spoke about bacteria. And I was like, what? Bacteria? Bacteria are bad. They're really bad. We, we always take antibiotics. We always have to sanitize our hands, you know. And I was a, a really germaphobe at the time. Whenever I used to go to shopping malls, you know, the trolley, it needs to be cleaned. I need to wash my hands. And every single thing I needed to wash my hands, I was very, very petrified of germs. And so watching this documentary series, it was a 10-part series, and it spoke about what bacteria are, that we are made up of bacteria, and that our, our body, basically, we're a vessel for bacteria. And that, is, that actually gave me an explanation to how ulcerative colitis came up. And that I had finally found an answer, because all this time I was just like, how did I get, why me? You know, I asked that question, why me, a lot. And I finally found the answer as to why it came up. And so after I, I watched that, I learned about fermented foods, probiotics and all that. And fermented foods, the, the word, they were very weird terms at the time of sauerkraut and <laughs> kimchi and water kefir and all that. And I was like, what is all this? And there was nothing here for that. You know, there was nothing available. And it just so happened, I, w I had taken a trip to Zimbabwe for an alternative medication, just to, you know, because at the time I was still very symptomatic, trying everything out. And whilst I was in Zimbabwe, there was a shop that sold these funny words that I had thought that I had heard of. So sauerkraut was there, water kefir was there. I was like, I need to try this, I need to try this. I took it back home had some kefir, and within a week I noticed there was less blood, so I was losing less blood. And then I thought, I need to try and try this kimchi. Now I was a bit hesitant, it's cabbage, I'm not really a fan, it smells weird. <laughs> and um, so I tried it, and I kid you not, one week after consistently having it every day, all my symptoms had gone and I was done, like I was normal, and I could not believe that happened. That, that one thing, that food, one tablespoon of that actually made all my symptoms that I had been dealing with for the past two, two years go away. So yeah, 
that was that was when my life just changed, and that that's that's how I am the way I am today. Is oh, that's that. incredible! <laughs> that's incredible. So. The bacteria in your gut, you discovered then how important they are, not just for your gut health, but for all your health, obviously, exactly. overall health, yeah? And um, maybe just explain to people, why are the bacteria so important? What is it they do that makes such a big difference? Right. Bacteria, okay, first, you just have to know how, how insane they are, they, how much they actually control us. About 20,000 genes are from our parents, but 2 million come from our bacteria. That just goes to show how much we're made up of bacteria. So what it is, is our bacteria are not only in our gut, it's also all around our bodies. Every, every single part, our blood, our cells, every single cell is interacting with bacteria. And so bacteria, have so many purposes in our body, but their main source is in the gut because they react with our, the food that we eat and then they send signals out to the rest of our body. So for example, bacteria make hormones and one of the hormones is serotonin and dopamine. So they communicate, so a lot of scientists thought back in the day that you know, your brain predominantly makes serotonin. But it's actually not the case. Your bacteria is the one that makes the serotonin and then signals it up to your brain. So there's a communication there between your brain and your gut. And so when you're looking at depression, you're also looking at your gut now. You're not looking at your brain. You're mainly looking at your gut to see what's going on there. Why is there a lack of serotonin? They also make vitamins like vitamin K. And the most important thing is they make short-chain fatty acids. And these short-chain fatty acids is basically what just runs your body, basically. And one of them is called butyrate. Now, I don't want to get too sciencey and bore everyone out here, but why I'm mentioning it is because butyrate is a substance that your bacteria make. You can only get it from what your bacteria make. So um, it, it helps with with the immune support, it helps with anti-cancer properties, it helps feed the bacteria, the, the, your cells in the, the lining of the gut. It just, it helps with metabolism, it's just an amazing thing. But what's funny is that butyrate, which I only realized at the time when I learned about it, was when I was bedridden, I was eating, my mom gave me oats and apple juice, and oats were soaked in apple juice overnight. And she was giving me that every day. And that oats and apples is actually a prebiotic. So a prebiotic is something that your bacteria actually feed on. So it's a prebiotic for that bacteria that make the butyrate. So I was thinking that by eating that, it's what got my bacteria fed and what got butyrate released, which is what made me gain my strength back. Um, so yeah, our bacteria are in control of our immune system. They're in, so, you know, with COVID and all that, we have to also like really look at and see our, our bacteria because they're in control of the immune system. They're in control of our, our mental health. And basically everything, Kim, you name it, you know, your, your chronic, chronic illness is basically down to your, your bacteria, your gut health. So 
what science is showing now, of course, is that the bacteria, they, they love fiber. The good bacteria, they need fiber. Certainly. The more fiber, the better. Yes. And of course, a whole diversity of fiber as well. So eating a, a diverse selection of plant foods. Mm -hmm. But when you ate that kimchi mm -hmm. or sauerkraut, this fermented cabbage, Obviously, you were also getting bacteria from the food right. itself. So you were perhaps populating, getting a wider range of bacteria because exactly. for health, uh, the greater the diversity of bacteria in your gut, the better your health. So maybe you were perhaps missing some species and, and the, exactly. is that what you think happened? Is that some of the... Definitely. So what, what it is, is that... We've got prebiotics, which is what it's the fiber that feeds the, the bacteria. And then we've got the probiotics, which are the actual living bacteria. And we always need to repopulate our gut with probiotics. And these probiotics come from fermented vegetables, not like a pill form, but an actual fermented vegetable because they're 10 times more potent. So what happened when I ate that kimchi was I repopulated my gut with more bacteria that I was lacking. And that lack of bacteria is actually what made my ulcerative colitis come up was because there was no communication between my bacteria, the good bacteria and the immune system cells. There was a lack of communication there. And there was some other communication coming through from a different type of bacteria saying, you need to come and attack here because this is not, this is not good for our body here. You need to come here. So that's why my immune system started attacking my colon. It's because there was more of a different bacteria rather than a good, the good bacteria. So when I consumed that kimchi, I started to repopulate my gut again. And then those signals, start, they started to communicate with the immune system from these new bacteria. And then that's how everything got back into place because my immune system was told the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they say 70% of your immune system starts with your gut, right? Exactly. And then with those good bacteria producing the short-chain fatty acids, mm -hmm. which are anti-inflammatory, the healing can start happening in the gut yeah. wall and so on. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so you ate your kimchi <laughs> and you had some positive results from that. What happened next? Well, so two months after that, and I swear to tell you, documentaries are life-changing. <laughs> I came across another documentary. Now, this time it was talking about plant-based and, and eating more of the vegan type of foods. And that changed my life again because I realized it really just put me off dairy and meat. It really just made me not want to touch them anymore by the way they portrayed it. And so I, I started to go plant-based. And from there, I think it was a combination of both because they both started within a matter of two months. And so if I had continued with my normal diet, I think the dairy would have still caused that inflammation going on. And so having that, the, the kimchi and the kefir and sauerkraut, along with introducing more plant-based products in my life, that's when, that's when yeah, things came back to normal. Complete. So more fiber feeding mm -hmm. the good bacteria. Exactly. It was a, like a positive cycle yeah. that you started. Yeah. Yeah. Spiral. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then you you continued to see improvements and the ulcerative colitis what disappeared? Or? It it did disappear. And every I would say every now and again it does come up, and that's according to my mind. 
So, you know, you can tackle one thing, your diet and all, and then, but there's, you know, life and, and everything, it, it all comes down to a holistic kind of thing. So it's your lifestyle at the end of the day. So your mind is just as important as what you're feeding yourself. And my mind at the time, I mean, I'm a very easily stressed person. I also get very... I'm a very serious person as well, you know, it's very hard to let loose and have some fun. So, yeah, whenever I get quite stressed, I do feel a few symptoms coming on, like bloatedness and all, but it's nothing as bad as it, as it used was, to be. Yeah. 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 So just like you said, your gut can affect your brain, mm. but your brain can also affect your gut. Certainly. Constant communication. They so are always communicating. After both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's an incredible story. And then how did that then lead to you deciding to start Nutribunny Lifestyle? Right. Nutribunny Lifestyle started, whew, it started in 2018. And that was actually in the midst of me um, trying to find a solution because medication didn't work and everything I tried didn't work. And it was before I actually watched that documentary about the probiotics and bacteria and all. So I still had no idea of why my UC came about and all. And so the reason I started it was because at the time when I was ill and bedridden, I hardly had any wheat products and I didn't eat, yeah, wheat basically, I didn't eat wheat. And I found that it helped. And I found coming back to a normal lifestyle was very hard for me to stay away from wheat. And so I started to experiment and see what other um, alternatives I could have. And that's when new, new terms came up again, coconut flour and almond flour. And it's like, oh, what are these? Let's try experiment. But I also wanted to get the veggies in there. So I first started making cauliflower wraps out of actual cauliflower and coconut flour. And then from there, it went on to a butternut wrap. I'm like, okay, if I can do this with two vegetables, what more vegetables can I use? And then from there, it went on to zucchini and, and uh, what else, beetroot and flax meal. And now we've got a range of almost eight, a whole, a whole rainbow, should I say. And that's what we need to feed our gut, is we need to consume a rainbow-rich diet, not Skittles, yeah. <laughs> but real, real um, rainbow-colored foods. And, um, and then I also introduced the almond flour bread and almond flour bagels because that was a bread substitute for my wheat. And yeah, so it grew from there. As I, as I started to introduce things in my diet, I thought it could help others who are also in need of these things. Yeah. So I, I know how, I can see also how passionate you are obviously about health and nutrition and the diet and, and going vegan as well. But your range since that time obviously has expanded mm -hmm. and now the range includes things that are not vegan. <laughs> what made you branch out? <laughs> I just, honestly, I just thought that, okay, we need to... We'll just, we, let's cater to everyone. Is yeah. the market in Zambia big enough, perhaps, for just the vegan range? Or well, was that a part of it? Yeah, or? no, it was. There, there is a growing market, should I say. It is definitely growing for vegan. The banting market as well, keto market, is, is there. But yeah, so if we're in the food, we might as well, in the, if we're in the food industry, we might as well do it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
No, uh, it, like I said, it's an incredible journey and to see how far you've come and, and what you have overcome. And this is th through your own research and through your own curiosity in trying to heal yourself. This was not, the, the medical doctors unfortunately didn't have a solution for no. you. You had to find it and it turned out that diet was very much a part of it. Yeah. For sure. I realized how important have adapting to a a holistic lifestyle is and how a lot of people are unaware of it at the moment and they're they're just relying on their doctors to give them the medication to 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 help them with their issue but the medication does not it only tackles the symptom it doesn't tackle the cause and you really need to get down to the root cause of why your illness came about. 100%. And yeah. also you took responsibility for it. Mm. You didn't just hand it off and tr say, oh, well, solve my problem. <laughs> you actually took responsibility. Well, I didn't want my colon to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, goodness, no. And at such a young age as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now learning about where your bacteria reside and where they are predominantly are in your colon and your small intestines. And I can't imagine if I removed all of that bacteria from my colon, I removed my entire colon, how, how, how would I be right now? I don't know. But what I find phenomenal is how, when you made the changes, how quickly you saw the results. I know. I, and that's exactly how, how strange and surprising it was. And that's exactly what motivated me to share this with everyone and to share how important probiotics are for you that we really do need them on a daily basis. Because of how it changed my life, it can change everyone's life. We do need probiotics on a daily basis. And how research has shown us now, we know that uh, our bacteria, or lack thereof, if we have dysbiosis, if there are, mm -hmm. there are gaps in, in, in our microbiome, how that affects virtually every chronic illness out there. So whatever you're suffering from, looking after your gut, through good nutrition is going to be paramount. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's all disease begins in the gut. That's all I can say. You know, and Hippocrates said that and he's that's ancient. How did he know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he had a gut feeling. <laughs> nice one, Chelsea, nice one. So, um, for people listening, if they want to connect with you, what is the best way to connect with you? Contact me on, we have our Facebook and uh, Instagram page, Nutribuddy Lifestyle. Our contact number is there, or you can inbox us. And yeah, we'll be, I'll be, I'm, I'm the one managing the pages, so we can do that. Okay, yeah. and we'll make sure the, the information is on the show notes. And you've already achieved so much with your own health, yes, but also with Nutribuddy Lifestyle. What does the future hold? What is the vision? <laughs> oh, wow. Kim, what can I say? It looks progressive, you know, and um, we're always trying to innovate and make eating alternatively exciting and easier as well and more accessible. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more to come. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? So we'll wait and see <laughs> eagerly. Okay. Thank you so much, Chelsea. It's Thank been you, a Kim. pleasure to have you here Thanks today. Thanks so much. It was lovely being here. Thank you. And to all our listeners and viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you, you liked the episode. If you did, please subscribe, share with your friends. Until next time, have a fabulous life. Bye.